in a world few have dared to explore. Two men set out on an epic journey to answer life's manliest questions. From the Fortress of Smoothitude in Lawrence, Kansas, it's The Gentleman Podcast with Glenn Stansberry and Brian McKinney. Welcome to The Gentleman Podcast. I am Brian McKinney. I'm sitting to the left of the ailing Glenn Stansberry. Ailing? Yeah. You uh, still you still have the cough. The, uh, mm. the well, dreaded cough. The black lung. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i working in the... Internet the mines, the internet dungeon. Yeah, the internet mines. Is yeah, right. the mines of. But it's getting better, right? You're yeah, better. Yeah, I'd like to think so. Yeah. The, um, uh, yeah, my lungs have taken a beating. I've got to. Uh, I've got to be active on the edit button. <laughs> Catch the <laughs> the burst of coughs. Yeah. Last episode was a little. Was, was it, was it a, a coffee? Little little coffee. Little coffee. Yeah. Coffee. Coffee. Coffee talk. Um. Yeah, but that's okay, Glenn. That's all right. Hey, we all we all have ailments from time to time. Yes, we do. And uh, and you know what else is a little coffee? So, site called gentleman dot com, Glenn. It's a site that we created. I know this is news to you, or maybe it's not. But mm-hmm. uh, gentleman dot com. It's a site that you can go to. Um, if maybe maybe you're under the weather, mm. maybe you too have a cough. You're you're stuck you're stuck at home mm. coughing working in the mines working in the mines you need to unwind after after a long day yeah you go over to gentleman.com browse around <laughs> find some things to make your day go better that's right smoother you can learn stuff I'm sure there's like DIY cough syrups Ta- yeah I'm sure there is man I should that's look that a bad idea I'll, yeah I'll look at our next break Brian I'll, I'll look yeah that next break. yeah exactly um, so yeah but if you uh, are so interested in gentleman.com that you want to get in touch with us. You can send a letter to the gentleman P.O. Box. P.O. Box 442-305, Lawrence, Kansas, 66044. We will take your letter. We will put it on the Hall of Fame. We will then talk about it on the podcast. Um, and then we might take a picture of it. Maybe we'll maybe we'll uh, send a picture back to you of the Hall of Fame. Yes. Uh, you never know what you're in store for if you send us a letter. Let's just say that. You're opening up Pandora's box if you send us a letter. <laughs> I just watched Notting Hill, so. Uh, 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 but anyway, <clears throat> Glenn, uh, if you and if you cannot send us a letter, mm-hmm. it's this is not exciting because not as exciting. If you, you could send us an email at howdygentleman.com, but that's no. not really opening up Pandora's box. Yeah, we always get emails. That's right. We get lots of emails, uh, but that, that is not true. as many letters to the gentleman mailbag. So uh, I, we encourage you to send a letter, P.O. Box 442305, Lawrence, Kansas 66044, or you could go to Facebook and make us your legacy account holder. Uh, we'll talk about more uh, later on in the episode, Glenn. But let's, right now, let's get into the drink of the week. Oh, man. Well, I got a, I got called from the, uh, the bullpen. Mm-hmm. Uh, Late in the game, right? I had a major miss. I actually went to pick up the drink of the week, and I had a major mishap that I will not discuss uh, on on the episode. But I, suffice to say that I failed big time when I picked out the beer that I was going to talk about. Yada yada yada. They call it in the closer. So what That's do right. I do? That's right. I go to the local liquor store, and uh, I have no idea what to get. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but this this actually kind of caught my eye. It was intriguing because. Mm-hmm. 
It's a weird. It's a unique combination. I won't say weird because we haven't tried it yet. But it's yeah. it's Lining Kugel's uh, Creamy Dark, and it is a dark lager. It's not a black lager. It's not a black IPA. Mm-hmm. It's not a black ale. It's mm-hmm. a dark lager. So um, yeah, it's uh, Creamy Dark. Catchy it, name. Yeah, I mean, it sounds you know good, mm-hmm. right? I like creamy dark things. Yeah. Uh, like, you know... Like beers. Beers. And brownies. <laughs> and uh, chocolates. Coffee with... Coffee. Cream. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so... <laughs> um, right, so Line of Kugels, we've had a few of their beer. <laughs> Ryan, stay with me. Stay with me here. We've had a couple of... They're, I think they're... Is it their Summer Shandy? The Summer Shandy. We've had the Summer Shandy. And I hear that there's an Orange Shandy. Yeah, I... I, I the, the the thing that kind of struck me is like I, I've had the summer shandy I get I drink that a lot in the summers because mm-hmm. it's nice refreshing mm-hmm. it's one of the, the few sweet beers that I enjoy yeah. um, they fall in the frou frou category yeah but they, they have so many <laughs> they have so many beers they have several they have orange shandy summer shandy cranberry ginger shandy and then they've got like eight other year round beers and then they have their Oktoberfest is pretty good I've had that before. The Snowdrift Vanilla Porter, I've had that, and it's so-so. It's a little mm. sweet. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, so they have lots of beers, uh, Glenn, and this, this I, I don't know what, the, I guess this is their dark lager yeah. category of beer. I don't know. They have all these different ones. The, thing, sure. about, the thing about Line and Kugels is that they never seem to have, like, uh, a standard beer. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they don't have, like, a, a, an oatmeal stout, or they don't right. have, like, a, a stout. They just have, you know, a dark lager, or a creamy this, or... Mm-hmm. Shandy that or yeah. I don't know. So I'm a little. I'm typically usually a little averse to 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 picking Lenny Kugels, but let me let me tell you this though, Glenn. Okay, this is their most award-winning beer. Whoa, the creamy dark <laughs> is brewed with a special blend of seven malts for a rich, nutty cocoa flavor and crisp finish. This makes it one deliciously dark, surprisingly smooth brew. A cocoa crisp finish? Is that what I heard? Yeah, crisp cocoa finish. Oh, cocoa crisp. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I love that cereal. See, this is this makes me... It said, it said they're our most award-winning beer. But it said they're, the awards are 2005-2006 Gold Medal at the Great American Beer Festival in the American-style dark lager category. They um, made that category. But when you go to, when you go to um, the Chutes Brewery... Yeah. They they don't have a little box right. on their page for their awards. Right. They've got like an endless pagination. Page. Yeah, there's like, yeah, like yeah, keep yeah. scrolling for more awards. <laughs> uh, so I don't know, but we'll, we'll find out here. But um, it's like Pinterest for awards. Yeah. Oh, oh did I say Pinterest? Yeah. Um, Uber for awards. It's like Uber. Uber for awards. <laughs> Glenn, this goes great with Dulcina Gorgonzola cheese. I love Dulcina Gorgonzola. I don't know what that is. Oh, I've never had it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, you're just yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. But next time I see some Dulcina Gorgonzola, Dulcina. Maybe we should maybe we should contact him about a sponsorship or something. The Dulcina. Oh, is Dulcina the brand name? I thought it yeah. was like a region or something. And no, Gorgonzola. I think it's, a brand. it's a particular brand of Gorgonzola. Oh well, I only buy craft Gorgonzola. I'm talking about Gorgonzola, it's strictly Brie time. Yes, yeah, it's, it's Brie time, baby. Anyway, well, all right, Glenn. Let's. It's creamy dark time. Let's uh, let's <laughs> pop these open. Cheers, Bryce. Ooh. good it's interesting Ooh, about let it spill everywhere okay huh it's very mellow it's weird it is kind of weird it's like flowery a little bit you know what i mean yeah 
I don't really get the nutty cocoa flavor. Mm. This is uh, it's not very creamy either. All right, I gotta think about how much was this. This was this was uh, seven forty nine. Seven forty nine. Okay, so that's a good price. Cheap it. Yeah, it, 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 as far as beers go, it's only it's getting some style points for uh, for being a, a a low price point. Four point nine percent alcohol, twenty IBUs. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's see here. Okay. I mean, I guess I have to. Cons- I, I I think part of me wants this to be like a stout beer, mm-hmm. and it's a lager. I think yeah, it's definitely different than I was expecting. But just because I was expecting it to be like dark and heavy or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's a lager, so it kind of. Uh, I guess yeah, it, it's it's a weird juxtaposition. Yeah, the uh, dark lager thing. It's, yeah. uh It does taste like a lager, but then it's also got this other weird quality to it. Imagine me in a leotard doing ballet. That's what this beer is. Mm-hmm. It's um, unique. Yeah, it's, it's unique. I don't know. American I, I don't dark want, lager. I don't want to be mean because I think for what it is, it's probably really good. That's the thing is I was expecting a different taste. Right. It's like going to a movie and everybody says, this is a great movie. And then right. you go watch it. Like you're expecting something and it sets up your expectations. Right. And then you like see the movie and you're like, well, it wasn't that great. But then you watch it again and you're like, oh, okay. It was all right. A little yeah. distance, a little perspective. Yeah. Maybe we get a little distance right. and perspective here, Brian. I do. I mean... I like the fact that Lenin Kugel is a like a family brewery that yep. has been in operation since 1867 or something. Are, like are we giving them points for being a? You know what? I think we should. <sighs> we'll call it. We'll put that under the heading of style points. Style points, or yeah. or, or, or a quality quality points. Okay. Like like the shoots giving away uh, how to make their how to make their beer if you're a craft brewer. Fifth generation family. That's pretty good. Yeah, family brewers. That's pretty awesome. Um... All right, all right, Brian. I'm going to give this a. Uh... Okay, so it's winning on the price point, mm-hmm. um, but still a logger. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know. I guess I I go seven one. Seven one. Okay. Okay. Um, I was thinking a seven. I was thinking you say seven one. Mm. I was going to go right at seven. You were. Yeah. All right. Well, what do you think the computer's going to say? Well, give me a few minutes here. I got to ca- okay. let me type this in to the uh, okay. okay, and then the mm-hmm. uh, check the Asian markets again, right? Because yeah. the, the American markets were closed because right. of President's Day. After. Oh yeah, President's Day. Right, yeah. and then okay, so then we got this. Pr- okay, it's printing out now. And roses were more expensive on Valentine's Day. Yes, they were. Oh, that's right. So yeah, that changed that, the that, that in there. Yep. Yeah. Okay, let me adjust that. Okay. Okay. Uh, printing out. Okay, the the printout's done. Okay, it says here that it is. Oh, that's a seven. Point oh five. Whoa, on the uh, hmm. on on the mustache twist scale, the official empirical rating for beer. The only, the only, the only real scientifically proven right. rating for beer. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So anyway, so that okay. So not the, not not the highest beer we've ever rated. But no, no, no. For what it is, it's not bad. Okay, so I rolled on over to Beer Snobs real quick to see what they had to say about uh, this, and they're at a seventy six. So way off uh, failure. To rate the beer. I mean, not that that rating means anything because it's not scientifically provable like the MTS. Right. You can't reverse engineer it. No, you can't. Some guy uh, pulling numbers out of a hat. No. Poor guys. uh, This means absolutely nothing. Mm -hmm. There's no no context to it. But you can trust us. That's right. We'll shoot it straight. Scientifically provable. Well. Sorry. (laughs) That's right. Um, Okay, Glenn. Well, so now that we got to the bottom of that, the uh, the Lining Kugel is creamy dark. Yes. It's a weird name, too. 
It's like it seems like it's missing a third word, like creamy dark. Rose, Rose. creamy Rose. Creamy, dark. creamy dark na- creamy dark noun like uh, creamy dark creamy dark I don't know stout creamy dark stout. <laughs> I just think of creamy dark lager. I, I really want dark. this to be stout. <coughs> I do too, Glenn. Well, you can wish in one hand and yep, drink this beer in the other. Yeah, let's see which one. It's filled in, up. Yeah. Okay, well, that's not how that goes. <laughs> All right, Glenn. Well, let's move on to some interesting posts from gentleman.com last week or so. Yes. Um, well, this is a good juxtaposition because mm-hmm. we're a little disappointed with this beer. Yeah. But it's a good thing we're drinking it, Brian. That's right. Because the first tack we have up by our good friend Zamoose is, is titled Prevent Alzheimer's Disease by Drinking Beer? Question mark. Question mark. So I, my voice went up. That should. This reflection. I, I I like this post, but the question. I don't understand the question. Yeah, the question mark. I, I was on board until the question mark. It should just be period. Is this? This should be scientific fact. This isn't science fiction. This is. Look, we're living this, people. Yeah. Okay, Glenn. We'll take us through this. All right. So it's a it's a short little article, which is always a good thing when you've got science behind it. That's true. When science is backing something up, right. you don't want long, lengthy, you know. You know, uh, articles with lots of facts and no. uh, you know corollary, corollary, you know statistics, evidence, and nothing like that. Get no. get that out of here. We just yeah. need the meat and potatoes, right? Of we just need the gist. All we right, want the thing that's going to benefit us the most, right? So, and also, I will say the the picture uh, that they chose to use mm. for this article um, doesn't add um, uh, what, what's word credibility. Yeah, it, it kind of you know kind of feels. This seems like okay. This this uh, this site's called Science Two. It's supposed to be two point but it's just Science Two O dot com. And uh, th- maybe this is like the uh, upworthy of for the science community. You know what I mean? Man, I hope not. Like uh, they 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 have these sensationalist posts that they try to get shared yeah. all over. The, place. the sensationalist is adding the question mark. Yeah, exactly. You know. Anyway, all right. Sorry. Oh. Right okay. Uh. Yeah, so anyway, there's a picture of a guy um, who looks like he has something worse than Alzheimer's. Uh, drinking a beer. Um, th- that was bl- a bit off sides. But, I mean, obviously this picture is not meant to be... Uh, it's not a serious image. Uh, anyway, okay. <laughs> back to the article. To, let's get, let's get back the to the, the facts here. Yeah. There's so many of them on this page. Um, uh. All right, so beer... Man, there's lots of long words in this article. It's getting a... Okay, long and the short of it, Glenn, right. is that there is something found in hops called xanthohumol. Yes. Uh, which has gotten the attention of researchers for its potential benefits, including antioxidation, cardiovascular protection, and anti-cancer properties. Right. They tested this substance's effects on brain cells and, uh, brain cells, and in lab tests found that the compound could protect neuronal cells yes and potentially help slow the development of brain disorders end of story that's yep. all you need to all know. you need to know that's it there's no question about this facts you know scientific fact it was proven in a lab that's good enough yep. for me yep I, I i really like how this article doesn't cite any there's no need for there's citations. no links out to you know citations no. um oh okay they make a reference thanks to the re- research in the journal of agricultural and food chemistry. Well, I read that daily, so I can tell you, I can vouch for this as being a hundred percent credible source. Okay, well, good. Um, well, anyway, the article is about you know three hundred words long, 
200, yeah. 200 words long? They, they just get to the point, Glenn. The only thing that matters. I, 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 hate to, I hate to even say this, right? But do you think that people like us and people like Zamoose are just wanting this to be true? Like wanting it to be true so bad. So badly that we're willing that to we're overlook to the picture of the... The guy who's the really hairy guy who's half naked drinking a beer. Glenn, this has been published on the internet. I'm sure it's true. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm You're probably right. I have no idea what this site's all about. I've um, never seen it before. I have no clue who writes this. Mm-hmm. I don't know if if this organization is real. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Mm-hmm. As long as somewhere on the internet it says that beer may save me from Alzheimer's, I feel I feel good about that. Well, good. Uh, then then you can uh, you can rest. Uh, you can rest easy, Brian. Let me, uh, let me say one other thing about this article that I really like. And they start off by saying that they, they talk about how wine gets all this press. For like, Drink a glass of wine a day and it'll, it'll help. Right. You know, it's like a workout. And right, you'll, right. You know. Lose 20 pounds. You'll lose 20 pounds. By drinking a bottle of wine a your day. IQ will go up 20 points. Right. And you will uh, become... You will pee excellence. That's a, that, right. Uh, and... Uh, Wine gets this good rap all the time, but beer, not so much. Mm-mm. And so I like that beer's evening out the uh, playing field here. Um, I, I'm happy that Zamus shed li- shed light on this. Right, this is yeah. this is a this is a good thing to consider and and think about. Um, These are the important questions that we want to tackle on Gentleman.com. This is awesome. I just saw the comment below. Uh, on your keys, you posted. I will not read the link, but instead just go with the title. Thank you. That's a good, okay. good policy. That's yep. it, right yeah. there. This mm-hmm. is what we're going for. It, it's got to be true uh, for two reasons: one, it's on the internet, and two, yep. Zamoose found it. So, okay, we're well, done. Good enough for me. Yep, we're I done. Leave that completely. Next, next up, Brian. Um, okay, this this one was uh, added by our friend Cr Junkin. Right? Have we talked? We've talked about him. Yeah, he, we brought. We, he's been on the podcast before. Yeah. Um, uh, this is a story entitled uh, Blue Jays. What does SP stand for? Uh, starting pitcher. Starting pitcher. Okay. I'm a little bit slow on my baseball terminology. That's okay. Uh, Blue, Blue Jays starting pitcher Daniel Norris, millionaire living in a van, Glenn. And this is a great little article about 21-year-old uh, Daniel Norris. When he is not playing baseball, he takes the time to live in a VW... We've talked about the Westphalia before. It's right. the old school, <coughs> awesome camper van. It's a 1978 Volkswagen Westphalia. He rolls around in that. He sleeps in it. He stays there. The van's name, by the way, is Shaggy. Oh, yeah. Uh, I forgot to lift that out. And uh, he just goes camping. He goes surfing. He just drives around, stops wherever he wants to. Just out there on the open road, just him and his VW. Um, so it, it's an interesting little story because he, uh, you know, he's a he he got a signing bonus of two point something million or whatever. Yeah, and that was one of his only splurges was to buy this van so he could travel around. And uh, <laughs> there's a great there's a great picture uh, of him shaving with a with a hatchet. Yeah, uh, I don't know how real that is, but uh, yeah, pretty cool story. I mean, this guy this guy's a great take on life. I love his take on life. He knows he's like a famous baseball player. Mm-hmm. He signed a two million dollar contract, right? Um, but he, but on his off season, he does what he wants, right? You know, while the rest of his teammates may be flying somewhere for, you know, vacations here and there, and doing this and that, and living the high life, he's out by himself, you know, in, in this van, you know, living in a van down just, by the river, just cruising around, <laughs> just cruising around, yeah. and it's it's pretty cool that um, the uh, they they have a um, quote from the GM of. 
the Blue Jays, Toronto Blue Jays, and he basically says, you know, we know Daniel's taking care of himself, and everybody prepares their own way for the season, and based on his success to date in his career, I'm not sure that we'd want him to change a single thing about what he how he prepares. Basically, yeah, that's so. good, that's cool. Uh, yeah, he, he goes. He says in the article that he does he does it because you know he loves his life, he loves his family, but he likes to be on his own and and have his time with his thoughts and just do his own thing. The open road, the open road, just a man and his thoughts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe I should uh, buy a VW van and get one of those internet uh, cards, you know, and then just cruise on down. Well, the, hang on, Brian. I don't on think down he the has road. the internet. Well, I would need it for my livelihood. Oh, you know? right. It's not like he quit baseball. He's still playing baseball. So it's like I could still build websites. Don't you have an off-season? No. <laughs> Every day's a crucial game day, Glenn. It's true. Got to get up for it. That's right. That's right. Every day's an opportunity to improve. That's true. Mm-hmm. We're just trying to get a little bit better each day. <laughs> anyway, Glenn, that, yeah, it's a great little article. Um, the hatchet picture has been staged. I hate to break that to uh, you, that I was, knew it. That was simply a staged picture for... His modeling gig. Wait. <laughs> okay, hang on. I must not have read all this all the way through. The shot was actually staged for a modeling gig. He, oh, in the he, caption there, huh? He, <laughs> anyway. What's he modeling? I don't know. A hatchet? I want to be a hatchet model. Yeah. I would be pretty... It's not like, you know, you you, you go in, you're like, what do you what do? You do? Uh, you're at a party, you know, what do you do? Well, I'm a model. Oh, like a like a bikini model, like a like a mankini. What do you what do you what do you model? I model hatchets. The old hatchet you know, model. I model hatchet razors. Be a good gig. Yeah, I I, I think I, he, I would like to model bikinis though. I would I do that. The mankini. I would, Brian, why are you avoiding this? I I don't want to I don't want I don't want to go down that path, Glenn. I don't want to I don't want to touch that. Uh, no, but a cool story. And thank you to Cr Junkin, Cr Junkin. Krujunkin. Krujunkin. For, for <clears throat> adding that to the site. I am now a smarter man, and I know more about baseball. And, and we don't have it. Alzheimer's. And we don't have Alzheimer's. Yeah. Not at all. Not at all. Okay, Glenn. Um, it's time for the... Um, hot button Topic. Uh, and this week, Glenn... Uh, Facebook came out with an interesting feature. Okay, this sounds this sounds so boring. This this feature, but I, I actually thought this was really interesting. Um, Facebook started to allow you to name someone as your Facebook heir. Yeah. So basically, when you die, you can you can set up your Facebook trust to be passed on to somebody else that you specify. Uh, to ensure your social media legacy when you die, which I know has been something that people are really, people are really worried about. Because I know if I was if I was on the chopping block, All the right. first thing I'd be if I was in that hospital room, the first thing I'd be like, yeah. take care of my Facebook account for yeah. me. Good. <laughs> my password is my password. Ugh, gentlemen, for <laughs> um. Yeah, this is. Uh, can you can you imagine being at the at the the reading of the of the will? <laughs> Thank you all for gathering here today. <laughs> the estate has been left to Aunt Margaret, the Facebook account, <laughs> cousin Brian. <laughs> uh, this is a weird. This is a weird uh, thing. It's um, 
it's, it's something apparently that they've been trying to figure out because people create these elaborate Facebook pages and it's basically like all, you know, it's personal stuff. Yeah. And uh, then somebody passes away and it's like, what happens then? And, and people, some people want to take them over or they don't know how to really verify that that's the right person to take right. over somebody's Facebook account. Right. It's emotional time if like you have a loved one that's passed away, but then you, you, you know, you want to like maybe post something on their account to let everybody know or whatever it is. I don't know. There's a lot of there a lot of weird situations that come up now in this new kind of weird right. world where people post all this stuff online. Like, how do you right? How do you manage that? And I think Google's done something different where they allow. I think they allow you to to set up somebody as like a alternate or something if if they're unable to contact you or something like that. So yeah, it's it's an odd odd thing. I I can actually say for personal firsthand experience that uh, well, the, Facebook kind of assumes that you. If you have an account, you're alive. So mm-hmm. it's doing everything in its power to encourage you to connect with people. Right. Right? So if you have somebody who's not alive anymore, it's even creepier. Like my grandma passed. She had actually had a Facebook account. And she passed um, it would have been about three years ago now. Mm-hmm. And uh, every now and again, I'll see like, a, uh, you know, people people you're connected to. or I don't know. Yeah. And she'll come up like, I'm like, ah, that's just. Yeah. You don't want to. Yeah. Blah. Yeah. Yeah, I love my grandma. You know, she was she was awesome, but yeah. I don't remember her as like this Facebook avatar. You know what right. I mean? Just, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, and I've never known how. I just kind of ignored it. I don't, yeah. I don't know. Maybe I should do something about it. But <laughs> mark the uh, not with us anymore button. I on guess. Facebook. I don't. I don't know. I've never. Yeah, I don't know how to handle that. I have another friend who uh, passed um, a year ago, and I think he's still. That one's even more prevalent. Like I see his yeah. every now and again. Jesus. It's, yeah. Like it's like you're living in a. Yeah, uh, a parallel universe kind of thing. Facebook's or, like that in general. Anyway. That's true. That's I mean, true. Everything about it. That's the, everything I don't like about it. Yeah. It would be fine if it was a, a site where you could inter- initiate all the interactions yourself and right only be exposed to whatever when you want to and everything like that. But it's very inundating, and they try to suck you in with various things, and it's uh, kind well, of overwhelming. Yeah, so. and like uh, I had a friend today. This is this is getting off topic, but I had a friend today. I <laughs> mean. He's actually, uh, we were emailing back and forth, and he was like, oh, by the way, uh, we, we, we mostly talk through email, and he's like, oh, by the way, we must not be friends on Facebook or something, but um, my wife had a baby this morning. I was like, but what are you doing, on, one, what are you doing on email? But it's like yeah. this, I don't know, 20th kid or something, so it's not oh, a big yeah. deal, but to him. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, I mean, it's a big deal, but, yeah, you know, been there, done that. Right. Um, but... I, and I, I was like, well, maybe I'm not, his, maybe for some weird reason we're not friends. I went and checked, we're friends. Facebook just decided that I didn't need to see... Oh, his stuff. You know. Right. Why, why would I need to see that his, you know, wife had a baby? Wow. Um, so, you know, that whole heavy hand... It's just, that, I agree with you about the parallel universe. Yeah. Back to the hot button topic at hand. So, anyway, Glenn, I just want to read a section of this from this article. Because okay. Because it, uh, it describes in detail what happens when you do this. And it says, to turn over access to a legacy contact. To set up the legacy contact, click the down arrow... On the upper right-hand corner of your screen, click Settings. Then on the left column, click Security. Then click Legacy Contact. Okay, that's pretty weird. All right, so imagine this. You're this se- is on somebody else's. No, this is you. This is okay. you. This you're setting up. Okay. You're setting okay. up. You're choosing who's going to administer your Facebook page when you die. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's that's how you do it, right? And it says from there, you can enter the name of the Facebook friend to take control of your page after you die. It will it will auto generate a message to that friend, and it says, "Hi, blank. 
Facebook now lets people choose a legacy contact to manage their account if something happens to them. Since you know me well and I trust you, I choose you. Please let me know if you want to talk to me about this. <laughs> you can tell whoever wrote that is like some... You know, you know they like went through several iterations of like how to write how that. How can we be as creepy as possible? Yeah, exactly, man. It's like here's uh, how it should be. Well, I guess this is for people signing up. Why don't you just? It should just say so and so has added you as a legacy contact. Here's what this means. Exactly. Click here to read more. Right. Or and then the the guy could provide a message like, "Hey, if I ever die." Right. The, the, You're my boy. That's the thing. <laughs> I, it sounds like such a marketing <coughs> Hi, Glenn. Facebook now lets people choose a legacy contact to manage their account if something happens to them. Like, it's a new feature. Because we're that egotistical. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. it's a new, like, awesome feature. Mm-hmm. It's like... <laughs> so, anyway. So, I, Brian, I just thought that was funny. I, the, you know. the real question is, when are we going to start... The gentleman legacy. The, yeah, I was gonna say we apparently Facebook's doing it. We got to roll out a new uh, gentleman legacy feature. Keeping up with the internet, Joneses. That's right. So I mean, Oof. well, I think it should be more obtrusive than that. Though is like I think when somebody signs up to use the site. Okay, you sign up. You put your email. Okay. You know your first name, and okay. then there's got to be a third box that's required that says, "And tell us who should manage the account when you die." Right. <laughs> there you go. Right up front. You know what right. I mean. Because we don't want to have to ask, ask them that down the road or have it buried in our settings page or anything like that. You know what I mean? Right. So let's just get that. Before you even sign up for the account, we yep. want to know who's going to take over for it when you die. I think that's a good idea. Mm-hmm. Let's get people started on the right foot. You know, the, you know. the Lighting Kugel Brewery's been around for six, five generations. It could be like a generational Facebook account handed down to your, your ancestors. You, the thing that you start today on Gentlemen could be handed down to your grandchildren, your, your grandchildren's children. What are they gonna do? What are they gonna do? This is the thing, though. Okay, Facebook. What are you thinking, man? Like, what? I don't know. They're trying to. They're trying to fix the problem of the people that that are upset when. Well, you know. Why don't they just say? So, can, what can you do? Oh, sorry, what can you do if you are the? Okay, Brian. Hypothetical here. I kicked the bucket. I've named you as my legacy right. Facebook heir. Start posting embarrassing pictures. Right. Can you post as me? I think so. It depends on what you say. What the heck? Like, you can you can specify. I think it said something about, like, the, the person that's given the thing. Unless you say that you want them to be able to post pictures and all this stuff, um, you... You just get to like post a message or something like that. Like basically, the idea is like you post a message that said this. Actually, Glenn's passed away, so please stop marketing to him. Facebook. <laughs> Why not? It's just it's they're do- okay. I don't know. I don't know, man. It's okay. really weird. Here's I- my stance. It's a dumb idea. I think it's stupid. Yeah. You should just have Facebook should just say sorry. This person's deceased. Here's the archive view. Here's the legacy view. Mm-hmm. Can't post anything. Right. Because, So-and-so's dead. Yeah, Sorry. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, I. it, it is a weird... Uh, it's a weird situation. I, I... I think, like, all things with Facebook that make me cringe and laugh, you know? Yeah. It just... Like, that message just sums it all up for me. Yeah, it just tells... Right. It, it tells you, like, how <coughs> crazy they're company must i mean this it's like i don't know it, it just makes me see what foolish people run these companies right i i don't know i think it's 
I understand what they're trying to do, and I think it's like I don't think it's like shady or anything like that. It's a little bit shady because it's... I don't know. You, 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 I I started to wonder: Are they collecting some kind of data off this? Like this person is important enough to this person to right. to be named as their legacy contact. So there must be some kind of a connection there, and then yeah. they're building this matrix of people. And Why not? Maybe that's just me being paranoid, but it sounds to me like there's got to be an upside for them to to do it. You know? Always an upside, Brian. Anyway, all right, Glenn. Well, there's never a downside. I got to get to work on the gentleman legacy code. That's to right. Make sure that we can get that specified. And I will kick out a sweet, sweet uh, user interface for. Uh, <laughs> well, you got to have a good the, message. There's got to be like an upside down face for sure, dude. And you know what we should do? We should send out an email to all of our users and say hi. <laughs> Ah. Gentlemen, now lets people choose a legacy contact. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, we're not going to do that. That would be stupid. <sighs> Facebook, you could have done the right thing. And instead, you did the wrong thing. Yeah. Well. All right, Glenn. Well, we shouldn't be surprised by that. Speaking of the wrong thing. Speaking of the wrong thing, Glenn. Okay, Glenn. Well, it's time for the question from the gentleman mailbag from this mm. week, Glenn. Okay. And uh, this week, uh, something important happened. Uh, Saturday Night Live. Yes. Had its 40th, 40th anniversary. Yes. That's many, many years of, of great and sometimes painful, yes. bad moments. Uh, but mostly great. Right. Um, so anyway, Glenn, the question is, uh, what are some of your, what, what, looking back over 40 years of SNL, what are some of your favorite moments from, from those 40 years? Well, okay. So I, I was a child of the, let's see, I, I became aware of, Saturday Night Live, probably when I was in junior high, so mid '90s, right? Mm-hmm. So I caught a lot of the early, earlier stuff, uh, the Chris Farley, yeah, um, mm-hmm. that stuff's amazing. Uh, I-, I love actually the early to mid '90s with Chris Farley and David Spade and Adam Sandler, Adam Sandler, mm-hmm. and uh, the other dude. Um, oh, I always forget his name, Rob Schneider. Mm-hmm. Uh, though I think he was much smaller role, but so that was a great cast. Yeah, a lot of fun stuff in that one, um, but. I will say of the of the older generation, Eddie Murphy was amazing. Yeah, yeah he was really good. Mm-hmm. Amazing. So many, so many memorable things. So many different kind of skits. Mm-hmm. He did it all. Yeah. Uh, pushed a lot of boundaries. Got yeah. kicked off for pushing a boundary. Yeah. Apparently, you and you still can't do this. Drop the f bomb on live TV. News to me. Uh, well, yeah, there, there, there you yeah. go. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think my favorite. I think my all time favorite. Uh, cast member is Will Ferrell. Mm-hmm. Um, I own the best of Will Ferrell Saturday Night Live. Oh, okay. Oh man, the th- the thing I, the thing I think I love most about Will Ferrell is that when the the guy can, he's just, he's a scene stealer, obviously. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, you put him in any scenario, mm-hmm. right? And he's going to make more often than not, he's going to make his other cast members crack up, right? Um, he just had a way of of doing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Jimmy Fallon, whenever he was on yeah. Saturday Night Live, he always Jimmy Fallon could not keep could not keep it together. Right, and I think most of the times I got you kicked off of Saturday Night Live, but for whatever reason, it made every skit funnier. Yeah, the one the ones coming to mind mostly is the uh, the cowbell, the cowbell one, the cowbell. classic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's a classic one. Mm-hmm. I could name off a bunch of different other people, but. Just for for sake of time here, I will mm-hmm. say, Will Ferrell, uh, yeah, he's my favorite. Okay, I need to go back and watch some of the originals. So it started in 1975. So 
I haven't seen enough of the 75 to like 85. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think from then on, I was pretty familiar with it until like 2005 or something like yeah. that. So, but the ones I remember are the ones that you talked about. Yeah. Um, you know, Chris Farley, Dave Spade, all that stuff. I, I think my favorite has to be Chris Farley. Oh, man. I went back and watched, I mean, oh, man. Uh, the two that really stick out to me is there's, an, there's one of the. Uh, one of the scenes of the Chippendales audition. Oh, with Patrick Swayze. Patrick Swayze. Yes, that's like an all-time classic. Still, I watched it today, and I still, it still made me laugh. And I've probably seen it a hundred times oh. or something, you know. Um, and he's awesome in that. And what's great about that too is like you think it's funny just because he's a bigger guy, but he's really just really good at physical comedy. I mean, it wouldn't yeah. be funny if it was just some random bigger guy dancing around up there, but he makes it really great just because he's really talented at it it's really subtle but awesome you know what i mean um and the other one is of course matt foley yeah um which is a classic character that he does which i think is is great i mean uh, i could watch those and still crack up to him now as i did 15 years ago as i will 10 years from now so uh super talented guy but i was thinking about that chippendales audition and both those guys passed away i mean yeah yeah so that's kind of weird to, to watch that now um you know also uh of course like wayne's world was a classic wayne's world. Um, dana carvey yeah dana carvey was he was great yeah yeah i had forgotten some of dana carvey stuff but i was actually watching a couple of those Ross today Perot. which is pretty awesome yeah um yeah uh so so those would be it i mean mike myers obviously is huge like yeah uh, he he was really good because he... I get a little bit annoyed with... Uh, who's the guy you just mentioned? You just talked about that cracked up every time. Oh, Jimmy Fallon. Jimmy Fallon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's it's funny when people break composure or whatever, but yeah. it, it's also kind of irritating. I mean... Yes. It makes you laugh, but it's such a cheap laugh. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yes. I don't know. I, so that always kind of bugs me if somebody does that a ton. Like, I think Sandler did the same thing, though. I think yeah. he would crack up, too. Yeah. Uh, like, just... You know, yeah. I mean, on one hand, you can't blame him, but no. on the other hand, you're, when you're sitting across from Will Ferrell and he's, yeah, you know, doing his thing, yeah, and it's got to be hard to prepare for. I mean, well, and a lot of those guys would just throw stuff in, yeah, like on the cuff and mm-hmm. off the cuff. I mean, and and you know, on or off the cuff, uh, yeah. Either way, it's still funny. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So those are, those are my those are my things. But I want to go back and, and watch some of the older ones. Um. You know, just because. You know, what was going on in 1976, 1977, 1975? I mean, there's probably some interesting, you know, stuff in there. I saw a bunch that, like, I saw this thing that was, like, Rolling Stone's top 50 50 SNL skits of all time. And they had a bunch of stuff that was from the 70s that I'd never seen. So I didn't recognize any of it. Um, So, I don't know. Just made me think I should go back and watch some of that stuff. But Uh, there's Apparently there's a ranking of, like, all... 160, 170 cast members over the years. Oh, yeah. Past 40 years. And uh, do you know who the worst the worst ranked cast member of all time was? Buster Poindexter. No, I don't know who that is. But <laughs> uh, Was that his actual name or like his name in the skits? Uh, that was, that's, a, that's a fake name. Oh, okay. Anyway, oh, sorry. Go on. Well, go that on. was really I good. Was, yeah. Um, oh, crap. I just... The guy, Iron Man... Uh, Oh, uh, Robert Downey. Jr. Robert Downey Jr. He was mm-hmm. in only he wasn't in very much, but he was. Really, I think it's like one season or something. Really, really, yeah, one season and really, really, really awful. I could see that. Um, but now he's this incredible, yeah, uh, actor. But uh, when you were talking about Chris Farley, mm-hmm. the thing I love about Chris Farley is that he put every single ounce yeah. of himself into the skits. Yeah, 
he's like he'll just you can see like sweat pouring off of him yeah. as he's like yeah doing this all wah, wah, wah. and uh, when he was doing that dancing thing, I mean, <laughs> the thing that makes it funny is that he really makes you think that. It's a guy trying to dance, right? Like trying really hard to you, dance you, really well, and he you thinks know? he's great at it too. Yeah, exactly. So it's it's you know, uh, that's hard to do, harder than you would think. I would, I mean, you know, that could be done really badly, but yeah. it's done really well, and that's that's a like gifted, gifted comedian right there when you can pull that off and make it as funny as he did. So when he when he does Matt Foley and he's forever like falling on yeah. tables and things and they're breaking, it just. I don't know what it is about it. It just yeah. kills... He's really... Like, if you think how hard that must be to do mm-hmm. live... Yeah. To fall on things and make them break. And the timing and keep things going and see if... You Part know. of the community... Yeah. yeah. yeah it, oh, man. He was a genius. Yeah. The other thing. You know who I forgot to mention who was, like, kind of a glue in, I would say, mid-90s to, what, early 2000s? Phil Hartman. Oh, yeah. For sure. He had some great skits. Mm-hmm. He was glue guy for sure, man. I mean, Jimmy was he Jimmy Carter? Did he do Jimmy Carter? Maybe, yeah. He did uh, uh, Clinton. Yeah, yeah. Phil Hartman was awesome. Phil uh, Hartman was great. Definitely kept the ship going. It's hard to have that guy that's actually talented enough to kind of keep the thing going, keep it moving, keep things on pace, and when you got all these screwballs around you, yeah, yeah, basically. But I'm yeah. sure. I mean, I watched one today with Dean and Carvey. I was watching that like 50 top scenes or whatever and they had one with Danny Carvey and Phil Hartman and it was like this chopping chopping broccoli chopping broccoli yeah <laughs> uh, and he's just really good at just keeping it straight and you know you know doing yeah. doing the straight man to the to the uh, or the straight face to to like the the guy that's doing the wacky stuff you know right. what I mean and then he they pan back to him and he's just like <laughs> he's know, money yeah he's right in it you know so it's pretty awesome that that is a talent you got you know mm-hmm. Jimmy Fallon cracking up at everything yeah yeah. And you have Phil Hartman who can just yeah never misses a beat yeah absolutely that's tough to do. Well, anyway, Glenn, you, you know, know what? what? Sorry, one more, one more. I just got right. one more skit. Yeah, maybe one of my favorite skits of all time. It just came to me, mm-hmm. and I don't think Phil Hartman's in it. Okay, but when uh, it's a skit where George Bush Senior, played by um, Dana Carvey, mm-hmm. and George uh, and Junior mm-hmm. go hunting, and that's Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell, yeah. Right. Oh man, it kills me. It just—I don't think I've seen that one. It, it's it's really. Uh, I can't remember. I can't remember the punchline. I think they were introducing the show, maybe. Or, oh, okay. Just but the uh, skit. they're both. <laughs> there's a, there's something unscripted habit. So like, he uh, I think Junior accidentally swings his gun like this, and it almost hits Dana carving the face. He's like, "Whoa, son! Whoa, whoa!" <laughs> I don't know. It just yeah. how they were how they were able to do that on huh. the spot. Ah, I'll never be able to do. Okay, I'll have to check it out. Talented people. The one thing I wanted to say about this, Glenn, was mm. they they just they had the 40th like the final thing I was saying is uh, they had the 40th anniversary special, um, television special, right? Super highly rated and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And then afterwards, they had a crazy party. Really? Yeah, and it had like all kinds of did you get celebrity? <laughs> I did not. Whoa! No. Well, it must not have been that crazy. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. I think that they. They wanted to keep it. Oh, you I know. see. Re- reputable. Exactly. Yeah. So anyway, but uh, but yeah, crazy party. They they had people had all kinds of. That's the thing about social media these days is that people are posting videos of this after party at, at SNL and you know they had like Prince playing and and you know Whoa. all I mean just like all kinds of weird celebrities were there and like 
they were like playing music on stage together and everything like that and then you know huh. I, I don't know it, it looked like it was a crazy crazy fun thing so doing lines of pixie sticks in the bathroom man that would be a cool party to be at I guess I'm bummed that I'm not I, I didn't get an invite you know Brian maybe at the 50th anniversary we'll be there we'll be there with our canes mm-hmm. I remember 50th anniversary I, that's 10 years away Glenn <sighs> We're still going to be in our primes. I haven't missed a beat. Now that's that's going to be uh, what uh, episode uh, podcast episode five hundred and sixty or something like. Well, that? Well, it'll be syndicated at that point. Right, right, right. So right, right. nationally syndicated. Um, but yeah, so I mean, you know, we'll, we'll be kicking on episode five five forty seven or something like that. Yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to that one. Yeah, me too. Okay, Glenn. Well. Um, <laughs> okay, Glenn. Mm. How's your cough doing? It's it's better, kind it's of. Better? Mm. It's not worse. It's just kind of mm, straight line. Right. It's just you think you're getting better, and you take mm-hmm. a step backward, take two steps forward, take right. a step back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <sighs> well, maybe by next week, uh, you'll be all better. We're gonna beat this thing. Yeah. Me and me. Mm-hmm. The two of us. I'll watch from afar while you beat this Yeah, thing. you should. I wouldn't get close. Uh, okay, well, that was episode 47? Episode 47. 47. Episode 47. 47. Um, We're almost 50, Brian. That's right. We're getting up there. Time to collect our pension checks and go home. Yep. But we're not there yet. Episode 46. Or episode 47. Next week's episode 48. And you gotta keep you can't you can't think two episodes down the road, Glenn. You can't think three episodes down the road. You gotta think next episode. We're just taking bites of the elephant. If we if we start getting ahead of ourselves mm. thinking, you know, oh episode forty seventy five. Episode forty nine is gonna be good. Episode five hundred and forty seven is Golden anniversary. That's right, yeah. What is yeah. gold is that fifty? I don't know. Yeah, fifty maybe? Golden anniversary. Silver is twenty five, I think. Okay. Wait, we're past paying that. We're, yeah, we're, the honeymoon is over. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we have the golden anniversary to look forward to. Yeah, we do. So if you, are, uh, I already said our PO box, PO box four four two three zero five. Yeah, send any mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. anniversary gifts. It's appropriate to give uh, things in the the the, uh, the element of the uh, the anniversary. So That's true. Golden That's true. anniversary, big gold chain, gold chip. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Run DMC. Yeah, with a clock on it. That would be awesome. I'll wear it. Symbolizing the time that we spent. Yeah, on doing yeah, it. yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Good idea. Okay, Glenn. Well, uh, then, then as I said, we will look forward to episode forty-eight, right around the corner next week. With bated breath, indeed. And Actually, that's just me wheezing. Yeah, exactly. Um, I was going to say no one ex- expects that with bated breath. Waits for that with bated breath. Uh, no one waits for me to wheeze. Waits for episode forty-eight. Oh, oh. Except for us. What? Wait, who's baiting the breath? I think you're baiting the breath. Okay. And yes. I am wheezing. <laughs> uh, well, I am uh, Brian McKinney. I'm Glenn Sansbury, I think. <laughs> we will see you guys for episode 48. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Drive safe. Don't cough. Don't cough. <laughs>